Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by Hunter and Gatherer. These guys make the most amazing avocado mayo and avocado oil. I am currently obsessed with the garlic mayo. I pretty much put it on everything because it tastes so good. Jeff and Amy have created a wonderful brand with a range of products that not only taste great but are also nasty free. And I'm happy to tell you that you can use the discount code KAREN10OFF at checkout on their store, hunterandgatherfoods.com and also on Amazon UK. So go on, treat yourself and have a taste. Check out the link in the show notes for teas and seeds. Hey, hey guys, I hope I find you well. Welcome to episode number 70 of the BBB show. Now, I don't want to chat too much here at the start because I want you to launch right in and hear from my guest today. Jane McLenahan from Vital Nutrition is doing some wonderful work in the nutrition world and I love that she's local. We talk about many topics such as the clickbait type articles, um, the recent ones, low carb will shorten your lifespan and coconut oil is poison, drama. <laughs> she's doing some wonderful work in the corporate world, going out and doing talks And she's just a lovely personality, very warm, very positive. And this episode, I believe, will just breeze by. So let's get going. Today on the show, I'm talking to Jane McLenaghan. Fantastic to have someone local on the show again. I've been aware of Jane and the great work she is doing for a while now. As you know, I spend a lot of time in the health and wellness world. So it was only a matter of time that Jane would come across my radar. I met her assistant by chance, or perhaps it was just meant to be. And boom, here we are today, ready to chat. So a little more about Jane. I'm sure she will expand on what I have stolen from her website shortly. But just to give you an idea, Jane's passion for good food started when she was young because she grew up in an environment where growing and cooking nutritious food was just part of her life, which is fantastic. Lucky to have that experience. And this ethos has quite clearly continued on as she studied nutrition and food science. And today she runs cookery classes, well-being workshops, and is involved in developing uh, workplace health programs for companies across Ireland. Just wonderful, wonderful work. So today I would like to welcome Jane on the show. Hi Jane, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. Lovely to be here. Excellent. You're so welcome. Thank you very much. Um, So I've given you a little bit of an intro there, but would you like to expand on your journey and what twists and turns have brought you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So as you said, um, it all started from a very, very early age. Um, My grandparents were farmers, so we kind of grew up, you know, that it's like, it sounds totally idyllic. And in a way it was that we used to go down the field and pick vegetables and pull the spuds and, you know, everything was really, really local, as local as it could be. And also my mum is just a great cook, but it's proper homemade nourishing food, you know, the normal kind of food. Yes. And I think as kids, we didn't have any processed foods and sugary stuff was a treat. It wasn't something that we have every day. Mm-hmm. And my, I used to love baking and cooking with my mom and, um, and my granny as well. I learned lots of stuff from her as well. So I've always had a real fascination and interest in food. Mm-hmm. 
And then I went to Lima Valley Grammar when I was 11, and that was a total culture shock because I was coming from a little tiny um, country school in Eglinton. And um, it was, so a really small school to this huge, sprawling metropolis. And um, I remember going into my home economics class in the first few weeks and just being blown away about, because we were starting to talk about nutrition. And that was something really that, although like when you're 11, that's not really on your radar. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember learning this stuff about um, healthy, so-called healthy fats, polyunsaturated fats. Mm -hmm. So, um, and talk going home and talking to mom about it and saying, you know, we still use butter. And I don't think that's a very good idea. Now, of course, I have totally changed my tune on that. But then, um, you know, it was that whole idea about polyunsaturated fats and about the effect of fat on on your health and well-being was totally mind-blowing. So that kind of just really sparked an interest for me in nutrition and the power that food has on our well-being. Um, And then all through school, all I wanted to do was uh, biology and home economics. And I had to do chemistry and stuff because I knew that I wanted to do nutrition um, later in life. But when I went on to decide what A-levels I was doing, we had really old school um, careers advisors who said, no, no, you must go and do a proper science. Mm -hmm. So I was encouraged to do food science. And now, actually, I'm really glad about that because I've got a um, a really good understanding of the human body but also the science of food and um you know i think it's really important that because nutrition is a science so it's a really it's really important to have that base mm-hmm. i went to reading and met this amazing woman called dr Anne walker mm-hmm. she was my nutrition lecturer and she just again blew my mind because um it was although it was a food science degree the nutrition was the bit that was just fascinating to me and she directed me towards a course called nutritional therapy i never even heard the term nutritional therapy mm-hmm. and now it's all over the place but like that was 19 i went to reading in 91 wow. and um then the, i just thought what is this i've never heard of it when, but when she explained it and when i found out more about it and went to an open day i just thought this is it the penny dropped and I just thought this is what I have got to do um, and it was basically looking at the the kind of the synergistic effect of food and the holistic effects of the food that we eat, how we move, how we exercise and you know the impact that nutrition has on our everyday well-being mm-hmm. um, and also looking at nutritional supplements as well. So I went after I did my degree in food science, I went and did a three-year diploma in nutritional therapy um, in London, which I loved every minute of. Mm-hmm. Then I went and did a teaching qualification because I knew that I wanted to spread the word as far and wide as I possibly could. So I um, did a teaching qualification and then did lots of work in England, like worked in different um, nutrition labs, worked for a supplement company called BioCare. Mm-hmm. I worked with a nutrition college called Rayworth. So I got lots and lots I was really hungry for experience and hungry for information. So I made the most of the people that I met over there and, you know, um, different experiences that I had. So I had a a brilliant time in in England. And then I decided, I think I might want to come back to Northern Ireland. I want to go home. (laughs) So I moved back here in 2001 and set up my tiny little micro business called Vital Nutrition. 
And I was lucky at that time to meet um, Paul McConaughey, who owns Frame Our Health, and I wanted really to practice one-to-one at that time. Um, So I set up a clinic there, and uh, I also met a woman, an amazing woman called Janet Coleman, who worked for the civil service, and she was running just at the very, very beginning of a two-day course for civil servants, looking at diet, nutrition, exercise, posture, it was really, you know, in 2001, again, there was nobody really doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of my background has been, yes, hard work, but also right time, right place, and just meeting incredible, incredible people. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of brought me, that was the start of my setting up business and, and deciding that this is really what I'm going to do. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and everybody listening. <laughs> Fantastic journey. And you sound so passionate about it, which just comes across, which I would imagine when you're doing your workshops, that comes across as well. And people can't help but listen and take on board what you're saying. <laughs> well, I hope so, because I do. You know, that is one of the things that I think being self-employed, you've got to have your passion to drive you, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I think the authenticity of that is really important too. That you know, I I never ever went into nutrition to make money, which is a good job. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I went into this job, or I don't even think of it as a job. It's just what I do and what I'm meant to do. But um, I do it because I am passionate about it. I know it works. I've seen so many different people who have changed their diet and actually. I know this sounds like a cliche, but they have changed their lives and they've turned their health totally around. So Yeah. I mean, like you say, you follow your passion and the money will come if you you it's just it's a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um and health like you know, if you haven't got your health, nothing else matters. Yes. fact you know if you cannot get out of bed it doesn't matter what anybody else doesn't matter about anything everything else goes to the wayside that's the number one thing you have to dial in and then you can get passionate about whatever it is you want to do yeah and it's it's about energy isn't it it's about kind of eating to energize yourself and also not just thinking about diet equals calories that's yeah, there's yeah. so that guy to me so, right quite frankly weight loss to me is kind of boring because food is so much more powerful than that you know yeah. the impact that it has on our mental well-being on our how we actually function from it on a day-to-day basis I think that is where the real excitement about nutrition is and and the, the power of nutrition as well yeah I think we'll touch a wee bit later on about specifically what a person wants to eat and why they eat a certain way but just to go back on you talking about butter yeah <laughs> yeah I love my butter and I make my own ghee as well I don't know if you ever oh, do that nice. yeah yeah I have tried it um unsuccessfully I have to say but <laughs> do, do you know here's it if you want to try it out throw uh, a couple of sticks into the slow cooker on high for an hour and then strain oh. out strain out the bits that come out to the bottom and that's you okay <laughs> that's right I'm gonna get to go brilliant <laughs> I'll check back on you that's your homework <laughs> um just yes yeah, so talking about uh healthy fats I um I'm sure you saw the article that pretty much exploded over the internet recently about low carb <laughs> diets shortening your life Yes. Um, this well, and also the coconut oil one. So the two two came out at the same time. So the coconut oil one is more fat related. So let's start with that. Yeah. Um, about it being pure poison. Did you see that one? 
I did say that, yeah, interesting, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, in my, well, you know, I've kind of been using coconut oil for years and years and um, also using butter. My mother does not use margarine anymore. Um, yes, so that beat out of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so coconut oil, yeah, I've used for years and I, I'm going to continue to use coconut oil. Yeah. That, you know, it's always that kind of thing of, the Daily Mail headline, mm-hmm. and we tend then that that kind of shapes what we think about nutrition. We need to go back to the source of all these scientific papers that are mm-hmm. uh, really that provide the really crazy media headlines. So going back to source with that, um, I looked at that again the other day, and what it shows is that the let me, let me get this right now. So it showed that the coconut oil increases your um, unhealthy cholesterol, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change your HDL, doesn't change your, your healthy um, ch- cholesterol. And it also has been shown to reduce another marker, triglycerides. Yes. So I think, you know, it's, it's also about quantity of the coconut oil mm-hmm. that you're using. Mm-hmm. So I think a little bit in moderation and also if it's going to affect our triglycerides, then I am going to continue to eat my coconut oil. Exactly. If there's if there's triglycerides in the blood, then that's a warning sign. But if yes. that's not the case, then okay, we need to relook at it. And also, I don't know if you can get the tests done here. I would love to find out. The, the Americans are a wee bit more into it. So we just get a number, like five is your cholesterol, yes. which means absolutely nothing. Yes, that's <laughs> But you're right. just told that's a wee bit high because I know somebody quite close to me that has been told that five is high and they're getting put on statins. Oh my goodness, okay. I, First of all, what I said was that five is not high. High cholesterol isn't associated with heart disease. Mm-hmm. which people think it is. Uh, yes. It's, it's a, uh, potentially an inflammation marker for sure. Yes. Um, um, but in America, they break down the LDL, the so-called bad, as being either fluffy and big mm-hmm. or small and dense particles. So if we yes. can, I don't know if you know, can we find out here in the UK, can we get that sort of type of test done? What shape is our LDL cholesterol? Is it small and dense or is it large and fluffy? We can get it done. It is done by private labs. There's a lab in London that I use sometimes called Genova Diagnostics. I think that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you can get it done, but it's a spe- it's not done on the NHS. Yeah. The other thing about cholesterol is that sometimes GPs don't even tell us HDL, LDL. Never mind mm-hmm. breaking it down even further than that. So that's the first thing that I would say to clients is. Give your GP surgery a ring and get those two numbers because at least then we've got something to go on rather than just mm-hmm. your cholesterol is high. Um, and that that's important, you know. So, yeah, I think a lot of – sometimes we just make things a little bit too simplistic. We, we need to look at the bigger picture and we need to yeah. look in a little bit more detail about what really is going on in the body. And also you mentioned about inflammation. Inflammation has huge repercussions for our health. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of heart disease, in terms of development of not just when we think of inflammation, we tend to think of things like arthritis, maybe, or we might think about exactly. skin conditions. But chronic inflammation is one of the biggest influencers on our lo- long-term health mm-hmm. and development of lots of different conditions. Yeah, and that all stems from you know highly processed food per vegetable oils, um, too much sugary carbohydrate foods, all that adds to your inflammation. If that's what your plate looks like, then that could be what's adding to your cholesterol problem. Yes. Um, not too much fat in your diet. 
Yeah, and the other thing is that maybe if your cholesterol is high, you maybe need to look at more fats, but different types of fats. Exactly. So you're on the head there, really, mm-hmm. um, and thinking about getting more nuts and seeds in your diet and more olive oil and avocados and those really nourishing, rebalancing anti-inflammatory fats. Yeah, I love discussing all this because people... <laughs> Are, are a little bit unaware and they just kind of listen to their doctors through no fault of the doctor. The doctor is given the information the, to the best of their ability. But yes. I had um, Dr. Ken Berry, who's an American doctor on here. You, you might want to go back and listen to that show. But he, yeah. he's written a book, Lies Your Doctor Tells You. Oh, <laughs> and he's a doctor. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he does a lot about cholesterol and all the cholesterol myth, um, yeah. which is brilliant to see coming out. But I don't know how much of that's going to be happening over here you know how much I think it's going to yeah I think it's going to take a really long time and I think that you know there's lots of really forward-thinking GPs who now there's a functional medicine course for GPs in the UK and there's some people some GPs doing that now which is brilliant and um Dr Chatterjee is one of the real kind of pioneers of that and yes, yes yeah so he I think he's doing a a lot and hopefully will shape you know the food is our medicine and it's about preventative medicine it's not once we are, are diagnosed with a particular condition and that's often when people come and see me that's really hard to manage but if we can think about really connecting to the power of the food in our plate and how that can benefit us right here right now and how it can protect us against development of different not even just development of different diseases but just make us feel good and you know one of the things that I always say is about how do you function mm-hmm. how do you function on a day-to-day basis is your food helping you or is your food hindering you and it goes back to what is on your plate doesn't it really of course um and talking of Dr uh, Chatterjee he he talks about the four pillars of health doesn't he? it's not just food it's movement sleep and stress dialing yes. all those in because if you could eat perfectly in in your eyes or when yeah you know, but then if you're not sleeping at night everything else goes to the wayside you know yes it's, it's about balance and the other thing I think with regards to that is it's not feeling like you have to do you have to eat a certain way or you have to move a certain way it's about mm-hmm. maybe for some people it's about making a total radical change to their diet mm-hmm. but often I work with groups of people who for example, I, I was with a group this morning who um, are a, they suffer from post-traumatic stress. Right. And for them to make major changes is really, really difficult. Some of them have, but I've seen them now for two years. So we're kind of nudging their diet in the right direction. Yeah. And if we look back and see how they were eating even a year ago or, or a year and a half ago, it is massively different. Mm-hmm. But they've nudged it that way instead yeah. of going, when gone right I'm going to do a total diet overhaul you know so and that's that's what we learn that's how we learn and that's how we adapt and change not just diet but maybe the level of activity that we undertake or maybe our rest and relaxation or whatever it's like a a kind of a learning curve isn't it life really oh yes for sure (laughs) we have to take a bit of responsibility don't we and just kind of can't just have it all handed to us this is why you're supposed to eat and move away you go and do it (laughs) Yes. And I think there is a move that, you know, I've seen it so much in the last, even just the last four or five years where people are taking so much more responsibility for their own health. And instead of just going, oh, I've got a bellyache, I'm going to go to the GP. Mm -hmm. It's there's more and more people are thinking, right, why have I got this? What has contributed to it? And how can I help myself? Mm -hmm. Which is just fab. Yeah. 
And it's easy to get information if you if you look for it. You know, we're we living in we're living in great times where we can find stuff. Well, you can find too yeah. much stuff on the internet, but yeah, some good, some bad. Some bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> um, so the I did mention there the other article uh, about low carb. Uh, did you see that one? It shortened yeah. your life. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was actually th- um, I was actually thinking to myself, I wonder if Jane's going to talk about this one on the radio because I know you're on lo- local stations quite a bit. Yeah, I did talk about it this week. I'm on Radio Ulster once a month and I'm on five once a month. And um, yeah, I did touch on this. I think somebody called in actually about this um, yes, yes. Wednesday. I can't wait um, to talk about it with you because I've yeah. got a whole spiel ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. Yeah. It's all about the balance of food on your plate. And my motto is eat real food, not processed crap, you know, yeah. refined carbohydrates. So first of all, what kind of carbohydrate have you got in your diet? Is it coming from things like root vegetables? Is it coming from things like um, maybe some oats, maybe mm-hmm. some um, whole grains in your diet? Or is it coming from white refined sugary rubbish? Yes. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, what quantity of carbohydrate do we have on our diet? I think the whole stuff about, um, you know, that, that a low carbohydrate diet shortens your life. <sighs> There's so much research that's contrary to that. I know. And I work with um, clients with type 2 diabetes or who are pre-diabetic, and I am trying to really cut their sugar to an absolute minimum, but also reduce their carbohydrate. And getting really good results with that. And I know other hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other practitioners are doing that as well. And I just think it depends... There's carbohydrate in all different sorts of food. The foods that we think of being our grains, our potatoes, our um, cereals, that type of thing. I think we need to eat less of them, mm-hmm. not more of them, and think about quality rather than, uh, you know, as well as quantity. Yeah, spot on. And the um, the study actually was really poorly done. I don't know if you read all of it. Um, it relied on people remembering what they ate in a questionnaire and... Um, the BBC News article stated the the findings show observational associations rather than cause and effect, and what yes. people ate was based on self-reported data, which is not that accurate. No. And then they had to recall like six years back as well. The, it was crazy what they had to try and remember. I can't even remember what I ate last week. Never mind six years. No, <laughs> and the, I think also with nutrition studies it's really actually very difficult especially in terms of um you know looking at specific foods or specific food groups that have an impact on people's health and well-being because we we don't just eat one so so those people that are in the low carbohydrate diet what else were they eating in their diet no mention of it at all no none so that's that's the thing with those papers that i just go right well what else is going on exactly or who's sponsoring who's sponsoring it oh that's the other one yes yes (laughs) (laughs) you have to hunt and find and then you go ah right yes because i went back just as a matter of interest i went back and listened to my very first podcast it was a wee short introduction one and i was Mm -hmm. talking about sensational sort of clickbait headlines and you know everyone looks at it and panics and then spreads it all around the internet like wildfire and then when you actually read it it's kind of like okay hang on there's another story here (laughs) yeah Um, there's always another story isn't there behind the headlines and I think you know they want to sell newspapers or they want clicks on their websites or whatever but it's kind of getting a lot of a lot of nutrition is getting back to basics Mm -hmm. and thinking about 
how far from nature intended is your is the food that is on your plate mm. and keeping the the healthy balance so talking about healthy balance what i try to encourage people to do is pack half their plate with vegetables mm-hmm. for some people that's just totally mind-blowing but pack half your plate with vegetables <laughs> and if you could make half that half so quarter um green leafy vegetables because they're just real nutrition powerhouses yeah. And then your protein, go for about a palm-sized portion of protein and about a fistful of carbohydrates. But that is, it's slow-release carbohydrates. So it could be sweet potato, it could be buckwheat, it could be quinoa. It doesn't have to be your rice and your spuds and your pasta. You know, it's about other other contributing sources of carbohydrate in our diet. And like you say, it is listening to your body and having something to eat and thinking, okay, I actually don't feel great after that, but the next (laughs) person beside me might feel fine. Um, yes. just to talk from personal experience I love low carb I've slowly transitioned to it and I feel fantastic but yeah. because I find what works for me uh, as long as I keep my fat up my energy's great and my hormones feel really balanced um, yes. I do think that I've found my sweet spot because I've been tweaking for years um, where it would started with real food and then just playing around because I do like a bit of a, an experiment um, but I don't walk around sort of fortunate upon people if people are genuinely interested and ask me I'll tell them my story but not once will I say you should be eating this way you know I I have become what I would call metabolically flexible so I would tend to be lower carb higher fat but sometimes I'll throw in the carbs and I'll feel fine just because I'm not metabolically damaged which some people are and they need to tweak according to that as well definitely and I think it is about finding what works for you and you know it does take years. It's not something that you can go and talk to nutritionists once and then suddenly um, all it'll all magically fall into place. And some people might have different intolerances. Maybe their gut flora is not particularly great. Maybe they have leaky gut where they um, have a lot of food sensitivities. Um, so there's so many factors where uh, different foods can affect different people differently and we're, we're, that's the thing there's not one size fits all that we are all different creatures and you need to just find out what works for you and also I think that healthy eating should never feel like hard work or being exactly. on a diet oh yes that's that's just springing a, an idea in my head cheat night oh it drives me crazy yeah <laughs> it's like well what do you cheat why is your week so uh deprived that you have to cheat at the end of the week it should all be lovely tasty food all the time yes absolutely <laughs> it should be and i think that if you're craving something your body is trying to tell you something exactly. so if you're craving maybe chocolate mm-hmm. well you might be have you got enough chromium in your diet have you got enough magnesium mm-hmm. in your diet you know is maybe there's something that's a little bit out of kilter that you're not getting from the food that you're eating um, or that your blood sugar levels are out of so there's so many other factors exactly there was a girl i came across recently she was telling me she was having a problem sleeping and having cramps in her feet and stuff and i said try some magnesium and instantly she was sleeping better (laughs) super most of us are are low in magnesium and especially women it's really important it's it's the it's a mineral it's sometimes known as nature's tranquilizer (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's really important for relaxing muscles so it's really great great for things like um 
cramp in your feet, but also for uh, period pains and cramps. And it's very important for progesterone balance as well. So from a female hormone balance point of view, it's a really, really essential one. Um, and even, you know, because of the way the soils are now, you might need a wee supplement with magnesium. There's maybe not enough in your green leafies sometimes because it's yes. your go-to stress mineral. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's it, exactly. So we're using up more of it and we're not getting the food that we're eating as much as we did maybe 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And then the vitamin D, of course, as well, because we live in Northern Ireland. <laughs> we live in Northern Ireland, yeah. Well, it's been a good summer, so maybe it we'll... <laughs> Although today's been crazy. Have you noticed? Like, lash and rain, then sunny, lash and rain, then sunny. Yeah. yeah. And as I said, it's sunny. I just looked out the window and saw it's absolute torrential downpour out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Northern Ireland. Get out quick whenever there's three seconds of sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so you have, um, moving on a wee bit, you've developed workplace health programs for companies. I love that idea. Um, can you give us an idea of what that looks like and what kind of responses you've had from people? Actually, a friend of mine has, has had the pleasure of having you at her work so she enjoyed it so this is something that I have been developing over the years so it's taken me a really long time to create a package that I am really proud of and I'm going into lots and lots of different workshops and delivering so it can either be just like a, a often a lunch and learn session so it's maybe a 45 to 60 minute session mm -hmm. and sometimes I include a cookery demo as part of that and sometimes it's a, just a nutrition workshop but there's a whole range of topics so there's things like sleep well good mood foods I do a lot of work with shift worker workers um, there's also things like immune boosters so there's a whole like a um, smorgasbord of mm -hmm. different topics that people can that workplaces can choose from and um i also work with a few companies where i go in every month and it the staff basically put me in the spot and they go right next month we want you to talk about a b or c right. and like, there was a company i was with last week and um the month before they had decided they wanted me to talk about what your body signs that your body is trying to tell you something <laughs> <laughs> wow very good that was a really really fun one to research yeah, uh, for sure. so they're kind of shaped so it's, it's like a bespoke package depending on what the workplace wants right. sometimes yeah. you get 10 people in the group sometimes you get 200 people in the work in the the group so it wow. really really varies but mm -hmm. i love it and i love it where you go back into that workplace and people say what you said last time, I've done it, I feel better, I function better, I have more energy. That just, that's what it's all about, you know, it's about kind of giving people information that is useful and easy, not mm -hmm. to rewrite the book, not to kind of uh, totally reformulate their shopping trolley and, yeah, and yeah. less, but just to give them really simple ideas that work. So yeah, I'm really loving that and um I'm seeing sites of Northern Ireland that I never, places in Northern Ireland that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and have you, has anybody come up to you afterwards and said, you know, that has been amazing. You've kind of shifted my mindset a lot and I've changed the way I eat every day. Has there, has there been like awesome testimonials from that? Yes, there's been a lot of that. And that's, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. And that's why I do what I do because, you know, I'm, I'm doing this to open people's eyes and to encourage them and get them excited about food and to really enjoy, get back to the pleasure of food, not the pain of calorie counting, but oh, the yes. mm -hmm. pleasure mm -hmm. of 
this is this is what you can eat to feel this way. Um, so yeah, there's been really lovely testimonials, and even just an example. I do some work um, on a consultancy basis with Centra, and we've been doing a summer roadshow all over Northern Ireland. And this guy in one of the stores came up to me, and he's in his twenty, I would say early twenties. And he said, I want you to help me because I am addicted to energy drinks. And I, the first thing I thought was good on you for actually coming and asking for help because that's a big deal, you know. And um, sure. and I think that that's often the hardest thing is actually to, to recognize that you have something you want to change and you need to go and ask for help. So that was great. And he was drinking something like between eight and ten cans of um, it was a monster drink he was having. Yes, a day. Yes, a day. Wow. <laughs> you know, just unbelievable amounts. And um, we worked out how much sugar it was. And I think that just blew his mind because he, he texted me two weeks later and he said he's down to one can a day. Nice. So sure. just, yeah. and you know, that's, so hopefully that's some, sparked something in him where he will continue looking at his diet and looking at how he can make little changes and for the better to, to make sure that he is feeling as well as he can do yeah I'm sure that just lights you up I think you know all of us whenever we feel like we're of service of some sort it just it makes everything worthwhile doesn't it yes doesn't it awesome. and also I think you know the work going back to the workplace things when I I only really do like a half day or a day one-to-one consultations now so I'm not seeing as many private clients mm-hmm. But I prefer seeing people in a, in a workplace or in a larger group because it means that I can talk to maybe 20 people in an hour. And out of that 20 people, if one or two or three people make changes, then that is more powerful than one person in a consultation who might make a change or might not. Usually they do. But, you know, so it's, it's kind of I want to get the word of nutrition out as far and wide as I possibly can. Um, and that's where the workplace health thing is just so powerful and um sometimes people send me little pictures of their lunch boxes <laughs> um, like you know inside their cupboards at work where the ingredients have totally changed from things like um jam and sunpat to yeah. butter and hummus and you know all sorts of really nourishing foods in there so yeah i'm sure that makes you smile <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I love it <laughs> so talking about photographs of food you have a book Thank you so much for sending it to me. I literally oh, only got it so quick, so quick in the post. Uh, I've only just had a chance to flick through it, but it looks super easy to, to read and all your little um, sections that tells you why food is good for you. Um, and it's called Vital Nutrition, How to Eat for Optimum Health, Happiness and Energy, which is what we all want. <laughs> yeah, it sounds um, lovely, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Can you give us an idea of what people can find then whenever they open it? Yeah, so the book was, I wrote that, that book last year and um, it's, I kind of wrote it in conjunction with 76 of my clients. So I put out, just put word out in my newsletter, does anybody want to contribute ideas? So it's, there's lots and lots of client stories in there, but also they came up with the topics that they wanted to see in this book. So there's things like there's a chapter, chapter on digestion, there's a chapter on coming off sugar, there's a chapter on eating for exercise, there's a chapter on anti-aging, there's lots and lots of, it's packed full of information. And, um, it's really easy little changes that you can make and not just easy but also tasty things that you can include in your diet um and there's also some recipes at the back as well um and it's just 
hopefully it's really user-friendly, really easy to read, and it's just a nudge in the right direction to get you on the right path with regards to nutrition and how you can go from where you are right now to making positive changes to really optimize your health and well-being. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm just flicking through it here while I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it is very, it's very nicely laid out. And people, and like you say, you've tailored it by what people have wanted. And that's quite important. I think we can easily just throw a book together thinking, oh, I'm really interested in this. But if you haven't done any research, <laughs> nobody yeah. might. Well, I wrote a book last year and I don't think anybody really bought it, to be fair, <laughs> because I didn't do I wrote what I was passionate about and then I didn't really think, what do people want to hear? That's the, you think of a kind of an avatar in your head. Who am I writing this book for? And then yes. go to town on it that way. Yeah. And, you know, even things like that when I, when I put the word out, so that, that group that I was telling you about, so each week, it wasn't even each week, it was every few days, I was sending them a question based on what I needed answers for. So I was looking at the science, but I was, yeah. and, and putting that into the book, but I was also weaving that in with, right, this is what has worked for the, this group of people um, and there's a lot of uh, kind of client case studies and things in there as well so as well as things like how to shop so how to buy organic food on a budget for example and and um, what should what your trolley should look like you know so it's not just about people's stories but it's also what what's your story and where do you start and, and how do you get on a, a better way with your your health and diet and nutrition fabulous no thank you i will look forward to properly reading that shortly <laughs> yeah um i don't want to keep it too much longer jane finally i ask everyone this question if you could have our listeners go away with one final thought one jane nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be today okay i've really thought about this and i've loved yeah. thinking about it and i've got so many nuggets but anyway i've broken it down and i've decided that it's eat real food and get back to cooking. So the more real homemade food that we can eat, the better. Yeah, eat real food, cook, cook as much as you can. So cook from scratch and get back to proper homemade food. Yeah, I think we've overcomplicated it. You know, counting macros and like you say, calorie counting, it's just not necessary if you eat real food. Um, relax, listen to your body. It's not yes. complicated. <laughs> yes. And also you'll need different things on different days. You know, yeah. some days, maybe if you're doing more training, you might need a little more food in your diet. Or mm -hmm. if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling absolutely exhausted, then maybe there's certain foods that you need more of. So maybe more green leafy vegetables and maybe yeah. a little bit more red meat, maybe for iron or whatever it is. But it's, it is just getting back, as you say, Karen, and just listening to your body and going with it and we've lost that connection a wee bit i think yeah well you're you're spreading the word you'll change everybody's lives here today <laughs> <laughs> and where do you is the best place for people to connect with you on the web okay so you can check out my website which is vital-nutrition.co.uk i'm also on instagram which is vital.nutrition and facebook if you put vital nutrition there you'll see me in there too perfect i will put all that in the show notes not Great. All. thank you excellent well, thank you so much jane for talking to me today i absolutely love that it was such a blast yeah it's been lovely to catch up with you and i'm going to try that gay thing for you yes do it, send me a photograph <laughs> i will yeah <laughs> get some carry gold in your slow cooker <laughs> thank you Karen the purpose of this show is to educate and inform it is in no way a substitute for medical advice so please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime 
Thank you so much as always for listening guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk and if you want to support the show, you can head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support and it would be awesome if you could leave me an iTunes review as well. Thank you.